Hello, my name is Sarah Sloan, and you're listening to The Sarah Sloan Show. It is Thanksgiving week. That is the, the week where we give thanks, so to start off, I am thankful for this podcast. I'm thankful that I get to come here and talk about things I'm interested in, and you know, do I have the most listeners in the world? No. Do I care? No. And am I grateful for the people that are willing to listen? Yes. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, that is not the show. It sounded like I was ending the show, but I'm not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for just one thing. And then maybe the next episode, who knows? I might say I'm thankful for two things. <laughs> Are you thankful for anything, Dad? Yeah. Um, we have 51 weeks when we don't give thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, hopefully that's not the case. Um, everything, life, every day that God gives us more to live and uh, that we can live as born-again, saved, and redeemed individuals. Yeah. Yeah, each day is a new start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. On that note, <laughs> okay, this was a, I, I want to get your take on it. This was interesting, and I don't want to be a person that just avoids stories that I don't like the outcome, because I think I, I could definitely do that if I'm not careful, so, uh, but this was on the Epoch Times, the headline, two Iranians charged with interference in U.S. 2020 election, and this is from the DOJ, the Department of Justice, so they announced charges um, against two Iranian nationals who were accused of engaging in a campaign to intimidate voters and influence a 2020 election. So um, they were basically targeting election websites, and this supposedly went to more than 100,000 American voters, and they were posing as Proud Boys, sending emails to Democrat voters and threatening them to vote for Trump. Mm. So that uh, we've been hearing a lot of of the opposite, where people were involved, but it was to hurt Trump. Mm-hmm. This would be supposedly helping Trump. Although, mm-hmm. it just be honest, if you were a Democrat and you get some contacts saying, you better vote for Trump or we'll kill you or whatever, like, you're really going to vote for Trump? <laughs> well, one thing I could say about this story is, now that we know more of the substance of it, we can understand why the DOJ was involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's interesting how they only want to look into certain stories. Selective enforcement of the law? Yeah. So here's more details. Around the same time, um, the, the guy's names, I, I won't even bother. They sent Facebook messages and emails while posing as Proud Boys to Trump administration officials, Republican Congress members, Trump campaign officials, and news organizations claiming that election infrastructure vulnerabilities were being exploited to change votes. When the indictment was first reported in late October 2020, then-Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe and FBI Chris, uh, Director Chris Ray held a press conference announcing that Iran and Russia were identified as having taken actions to interfere in American elections. At the time, Ratcliffe said the move was designed to harm Trump's campaign. So now that's mm. like, it, it's very confusing. 
It's like back and forth. <laughs> you know, it is tricky because sometimes you think, you know, folks will do things to make one side look bad. Mm. So it's hard to know where the true motives are. You know, just at um, face value, Iran, they want Trump. <laughs> what did Trump do with their nuclear deal that Obama had made? Tanked it. You know, what would Biden do? You know, Keep it alive. Yeah, so would they really want... Now, you never know. The fact that they're Iranian, maybe they don't represent Iran, maybe they're against Iran. You know, so... Yeah, that's true. It, it just takes a lot of uh, sifting to try to figure out what's going on. And, yeah, you know, sometimes you think maybe stories like this are... They might just have the sole purpose of, you know, making people think good or bad about one of the sides. So... Yeah, once again, I'm sorry. Like, if we got some message from a group saying vote for Biden or we will cause you physical harm, mm. we wouldn't vote for Biden. So I just wonder how much it even mattered that this email was sent out. And then, of course, okay, there was election interference. Mm. They just reported that. So <laughs> why have you been saying for all these months there was no election interference? Mm. Right. Because that's what's been said. Yet they literally came out and said there was. Mm. Because it happens to make the other side look a little bit better. Mm -hmm. But we have been saying this the whole time. And they say this was the most secure and fairly run yeah. of all elections in the history of the United States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, doubtful. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that that's a bit of an interesting uh, story and then you probably didn't ask for this but i'm gonna give it to you anyway an update on the elizabeth holmes trial <laughs> she's in court right now but let's not worry about her no uh, she actually surprised a lot of people she took the stand mm. and, uh, this was on friday and she yeah you know most of the time the defendants don't testify, but we saw Kyle Rittenhouse did, and now she did. And usually, it means they're desperate. I guess they, she they is. feel like their lawyers feel like, you know, when they weigh it out, there's more chance of benefit than all the risks of negative things. <laughs> yeah, and their well, their big argument is that she tried her hardest to make uh, Theranos work out, but that. They just came up short, and mm. they couldn't do it. But they were trying uh, as they swindled money and had a board of investors that didn't know anything about this, uh, about the science of this. They were mostly just businessmen. Mm. And, oh, this is another interesting thing. On the Joe Rogan podcast, he was speaking to this, you know, pretty famous, like, doctor slash scientist, and he said that he was, he had a job on that company just for a little bit, a chief medical officer. And then he was saying, Hey, can I look at the box of the, like there's, a, there's supposedly a box and that, that was what would help you see mm. the results and everything. He's like, can I look into it? And she's like, no. And he's like, okay, then forget this. <laughs> so then he quit. Mm. So he was like barely there. Um, but then of course he slapped himself cause the company became so successful for I the see. time. 
Yeah. And he's like, do you know how much I've been, I would have been worth if I had been a part of this? And then it tanked. So <laughs> it would have been one good ride. Oh yeah. Maybe just for a year or so, but a nice roller coaster. He's got ups and downs. I was thinking Bertie Madoff, he, he, he was trying to. Yeah. <laughs> trying. I guess that's the defense. Do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> that was Yoda. Uh-huh. I would try to do the voice, but I'm just not in the mood today. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, okay. And then this was also interesting. Amazon, they are um, in the UK, not in the US. Uh, they, they are going to stop accepting Visa brand credit cards next year. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's because, and they've already done this in Australia and Singapore. Uh, they are basically doing a small fee for the customers who pay using a Visa credit card there. And they're considering switching their own card that they have to MasterCard instead of Visa. The reason they're doing this is because the, um, the MasterCard and the Visa's fees, they are pretty much the same. But um, supposedly, they're, they're saying it's just Visa's high processing fees. But, but it's weird, once again, because MasterCard and Visa's fees are pretty much the same. Mm. So, the, yes, there's payment analysts, and they're saying that Amazon's ditching of Visa is a negotiating tactic to secure lower processing fees from the company. And they don't expect it to hurt Visa's bottom line in any tangible way. But, yeah, this is definitely, you know, kind of scary for credit card networks mm. because, mm. you know, they've worked for so long to be able to have the deals that they have and be accepted everywhere. So it's, it's a big deal that Amazon is going to punish them in any way in the country. Um, you know, that could really incentivize people to just not use visa on Amazon anymore. That's not true. To get visa cards anymore. No, that I would think that would really hurt. That's almost like Walmart saying they won't accept visa. Or and there's been a lot of places where they don't accept American express. I've mm. seen that a lot. Discover is another one that I see where they're like, nope, we don't accept Discover. Mm. Uh, when we go to Costco, they will only accept Visa. Only Visa. Interesting. Or a debit card, but none of the other credit cards. I didn't know that about Costco. Mm-hmm. And wow. they are, as I often have said, the third largest retailer in the United States after Walmart and Amazon. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it was... Um, you know, I was in an accounting class and uh, you were learning about the credit cards. And so the way the companies work, which I guess I just didn't realize it, um, they expect to lose a certain percentage to never get paid for that. The, the business does mm. if people use credit cards and credit cards are the majority of their sales. So they they expect a certain amount by the end of the month. They expect a certain amount more by the end of the second month, by the third month. <coughs> And then the fourth, you know, they basically just kind of give up on it. So mm. credit cards are risky. Obviously, if it's cash, they're getting all the money right then and there. Mm. So mm-hmm. they prefer cash, but <laughs> nobody uses cash anymore. And they might lose sales if they only allow cash. Mm-hmm. Like imagine Costco only allowing cash. That'd be insane. That's true. So, yeah, now now we're so reliant on credit cards. And then, of course, there's the points that you can get with airlines uh cash back where it could be up to like two percent it's a really good deal for people and of course how are the credit card companies able to provide those benefits 
well, it's because of the interest payments of the people that don't pay off their credit cards. Mm. So it's it's a whole system. <laughs> I wonder if there'd be any occasion you'll see like gas stations have a special price for, you know, for cash. Oh, and I've then seen that, a higher yeah. price for credit. You know, like if there was a certain retailer that did something like that, I, I think it could motivate a lot of people to operate with cash. Uh, just for that savings. Um, yeah, obviously wouldn't be that convenient, but uh, people, if they if they can save enough, they'll, they'll, they'll get cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in this economic climate, especially, it doesn't hurt anything at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah I, I thought that was pretty big news, and I, gosh, I hope it doesn't come to the U.S., because I think, like, my credit card is, yeah, my credit card is Visa, so mm. I really wouldn't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so there there was a, a clip of Bill de Blasio, New York uh, City mayor, being asked uh, why he's running for governor whenever his poll numbers are so low. So it's a real short clip. Okay. Um, so Politico had an exclusive on a new poll about the governor's race that shows um, not only do you have the highest unfavorable ratings as a potential candidate or a declared candidate higher even than former Governor Cuomo, but that you'd eat away at Attorney General James's chances of becoming the country's first ever black female governor. Given those factors, why do you think you should even consider joining the field? Well, look, uh, Julia, I'm sitting here. I have the honor of being uh, the mayor of the greatest city in the world, and I wouldn't be sitting here if I ever listened to polls. Uh, I I mean it. Uh, In the beginning, when I ran for public advocate, I was way, way back. When I ran for mayor, I was way, way back. A lot of good people told me, you know, this isn't going to work out. Um, It's not where you start. It's where you finish. I have learned this many times over. Um, I feel that the important thing is to talk about the issues facing the people of the city, the people of the state, and that's what I did last week, putting forward a vision of how we change the lives of working families. And that's my mission in life. Whatever form it takes, whatever form it takes, that's what I'm going to be working on. Go ahead, Julia. The guy's got a point. I think he's swimming in denial. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously the poll numbers speak for themselves. Uh, but he, it, I'm not New York City uh, mayor, and neither are you. And he's doing, he's doing pretty well for being unfavorable. For some reason, people are still dumb enough to vote for him, mm. uh, even mm. though he's, he's seriously the worst ever. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I, it's a good answer mm. based on where he is. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he go for it? There's no harm. That's true. What does he have to lose? Yeah. The governor race? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you think about Cuomo, who was governor, and, you know, of course, there was the nursing home stuff and then the sexual harassment stuff. <clears throat> and I guess de Blasio doesn't have anything with the harassment that I'm aware of. And I don't know if he kind of was unscathed through the COVID, you know. So I think in general, there's a lot of uh, dissatisfaction with whoever's been in power. 
Mm-hmm. People are ready to make changes and they're not happy. You know, so <clears throat> the whole period of COVID has been such a negative one that it's almost like if you were associated with that period of time, you know, it, it's a bad taste. Yeah. Um, so I would think they'd want to start with somebody new, but you know, you never know. And the other point is how does the rest of the state view not just de Blasio, but New York city. Mm. And I would kind of think the rest of the state might kind of be sick and tired of New York city and its influence. And, uh, you know, and they might say, no, we don't, anything that comes out of New York city, we don't want, um, you know, we, we don't want to be represented by that, you know, because it probably seems to them like New York City gets a lion's share of everything. And uh, that might be distasteful for the whole rest of the state. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, I, that'll be a race to watch for mm-hmm. sure. I, I think a lot of people are putting their hat in the ring. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep up on it. And That's we'll- not one where there's much of a challenge to the... Blue dominance there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good luck to whoever's running as a Republican. Oh, it'd be so cool, though, and that's exactly what they need, but mm-hmm. sadly. Um, okay, and then the big story today was uh, that there was um, a Daryl E. Brooks, age 39, who drove an SUV that ran over dozens of people and it killed five. And this was during a Christmas parade in, how do you even say the place? Wakasha? Wakosha? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure myself. Uh, but yeah, it, it something or Wisconsin. Waukesha. Waukesha. I think I've heard that. Yeah. Okay. That, that would make sense. Waukesha, Wisconsin. Mm. Uh, and this was on, on Sunday, on a Sunday evening. Um, well, I was in Fort Worth, and I actually saw a, mm. a Christmas tree that was put up. Oh. Huge, very beautiful. So mm. uh, I think that was going on pretty much everywhere Sunday night in whatever, you know, main city area. So mm. uh, something could have happened there. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I, I went, sorry, the next day and saw the tree. I wasn't there at the actual, like, celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so this was... Uh, He's going to be charged with uh, five counts of intentional uh, homicide. And other charges against him, they're going to be considered, uh, and they're saying that it was not a terrorist event. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, some people were questioning that. And then Wisconsin has been a hot topic with uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Mm. Yeah. um, I think we can. one thing we can definitely say is this was not self-defense. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Although I think it was preceded uh, very immediately by some domestic violence incident. Mm. Uh, so there was something in the home that I think set him off. Although you never know people's full agendas and they're probably trying to figure that out. Um, it's doesn't weird. There was no police pursuit. Before he went in there, because uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. There, there was some domestic incident. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so th- that is a weird part. And then he was alone. He acted alone. Um, but yeah, more than forty injured. Mm. So yeah, five killed, forty injured. So what you're saying is like, you know, there should have been 
roads blocked off and barricades, and therefore no vehicle should have been allowed through. And so somehow it, it, it was... It, oh, no, no, no. Sorry, I, I wasn't saying that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was saying... <laughs> were you thinking I was saying that? Yeah, because you said no pursuit. Or No, well, I was saying... You know, because you might have thought, oh, he was rushing through because the police were pursuing him. Oh, I see. But the police were not pursuing him. Right, right. No, I was not saying that. (laughs) To be honest with you, that's what I'm afraid they're going to start doing. Because I've always made the analogy of cars and guns uh, Mm. with crime. Mm -hmm. Because they're always like, oh, well, you know, a gun, it kills people. And I'm like, well, if there's a, imagine New York City and a taxi cab driver just feels like killing a bunch of people. So he drives over the sidewalk, plows through hundreds of people. Kills them easily. And that would do so much more than a gun ever could. Well, we maybe should have restrictions on who can have a car. That's what I'm saying. That's what I think that it could potentially happen. Or uh, major barricades, like what you're saying. Just things that pretty much take away the um, the independence of people. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always say um, if there's a gun, if somebody just placed a gun in a room with like 20 people. Um, the gun's not going to get up and start being like, I'm going to kill you all and start like going off. Mm. Somebody would have to go get the gun and start shooting people. And more than likely, nobody would. Typically, mm. the only person that would is an insane person that would just get up out of nowhere and start shooting people. So it's the same thing with the car. Mm. If there's a car and someone's driving a car, more than likely, they're not going to plow through a bunch of people and kill them. Should there be car control? Oh, golly. Yeah, there's just so much that could happen. And I feel like this is one of those cases where they, mm. I wonder if people are going to start saying that. And really, an SUV, because of its size and potential for harm, is kind of like an assault weapon. Yeah, and the Second Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is no pro- the, the car constitutional for the- protection of cars. <laughs> <laughs> the car for the militia and for the hunters. <laughs> right. They didn't have cars back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those Fords. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. I, I'm not, we're not laughing about what happened. We're laughing about just like where the implications could go with legislation, which mm-hmm. we're hoping would not happen. But yeah, obviously terrible that this happened. Um, and But it's good at least they kind of gotten, uh, they're identifying him. I, and I don't know exactly what happened if they, if they have him. Uh, do they have him yet? I don't know. But if they don't, they will. Mm. Yeah, really crazy uh, situation, but I think a lot of people are trying to say this is because of what happened with Kyle Rittenhouse, and it's just, that's really just, it doesn't seem to be the case. It seems to be a total external issue, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, terrible, terrible incident, and you're going to celebrate Christmas, and then boom, Mm. you get run over with a car. That's definitely not something you would would want to happen, Um, so yeah, definitely uh, say a prayer for the people there. and the people that lost, you know, family members. Um, and then, okay, well, you know what? Let's let's just go to the verse. I think we covered a lot today. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very thankful. <laughs> um, okay, First Samuel 1, 8. Uh, then Elkanah and her, sorry, I need to learn to read. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better than you than ten sons? So, uh, obviously, the story of this, and in the next episode, we'll kind of finish the, well, finish the section of the story. Um, Hannah is is married to Elkanah, 
and she has wanted a child for the longest time and she has kind of a, a rival mm-hmm. who is able to have tons of children. Right. Elkanah's uh, second wife or other wife, mm-hmm. uh, Panina. And Panini? Pa- Panina. <laughs> <coughs> and, of course, she mocks Hannah. Yes. Because Hannah is, is barren. And Hannah is crying out to the Lord. And um, although I don't want to get ahead of ourselves there. But anyway... Yet she wants a child, and mm-hmm. and he says to her, why do you weep? Why do you not eat, and why is your heart grieved? Mm-hmm. Am I not better uh, to you than ten sons? And am I wrong to say that he had kind of had a preference for, for Hannah? That's correct. Okay. Uh, so I, it's, it, it's also similar to the uh, Rachel and Leah? Am I thinking uh, of the yes, wrong people? Okay. that's true. Yeah. Yeah, because Rachel was barren for quite a while until but he had a preference for her that's and true. leah he didn't have a preference for and she was able to have loads of kids right and as you recall he thought he was marrying rachel when he was surprised by leah <laughs> yeah that that is quite the prank um <laughs> who knows i we may have to switch thanksgiving to pranks giving <laughs> i'm trying to get that to be a thing and people just don't seem to be accepting it it's getting can, on my nerves can you imagine jacob waking up in the morning that i can't I can't even imagine. That is that is the worst. That's mm. one of the worst things you could do to somebody. You know, that's one of the good things about electricity. Mm-hmm. It's called a nightlight <laughs> <laughs> or an iPhone. And you turn that little sucker on, the flashlight. You check the face, then you go to town. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a poor thing. But, yeah, of course, the other... Sorry, the main reason I wanted to bring up this verse, not all of what we just said, but... Children are so important and so valuable. Mm. And that is one of the things. I, I used to be a person that I said to myself, I, I don't think I'll ever want kids. And I, I'm a young person. So I'm one of those people. I'm always developing thoughts. I'm, I'm open-minded. I'm willing to change. I'm subject to change. And so I said that to myself. I was like, I just don't see the point of kids. They're expensive, all that. And... I'm realizing more and more by just viewing people's lives and listening to wisdom, how valuable children are. And I love seeing the way that women change, the way they talk about children before they have them, and then the way that they talk about them after they have them. And it's like, you you see the hardest, nastiest people, and then they have kids, and it changes them. Mm -hmm. And I just, I think that there is almost nothing more valuable than having a child. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, sorry, Elkanah, uh, you're not better than 10 sons. <laughs> it's one of the stupidest questions asked in the Bible. Oh my gosh, yeah. <clears throat> Elkanah, your name is pretty bad, and so are your questions. So, bye. <laughs> you know, I wonder if Hannah actually did answer that. There's no record of that, but uh, I think her continue and continued crying and many tears were kind of answering the question Yes, in the and- negative and Are you not better? Nah. Yeah, I'm going to continue to cry for a couple of more days. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm also going to cry about why I married you. <laughs> he, he was actually trying to comfort her with that statement, but I don't think it was very effective. Some men, they just don't, <laughs> they don't know how to comfort. <laughs> you could definitely take a couple of lessons. That's right. Uh, but guys, thank you for listening to the show. And I hope you enjoyed it um, throughout this week. Just tell, tell the people close to you that you love them because 
there's nothing more important than than family and friendship and and the people in your lives and and of course god so mm. have a good one